You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Sleep Cove Podcast can help you. Hi, I'm Christopher Fitton, the voice and clinical hypnotherapist behind Sleep Cove. Sleep Cove features sleep hypnosis, meditations and bedtime stories, all designed to help those of you who struggle at night to achieve a restful and peaceful night's sleep. Search for Sleep Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see why Sleep Cove helps millions of people sleep deeply all night long. I've been hosting the Arts Madness Tournament every spring for a few years now, and every year it has grown in popularity. I guess I'm not the only one who enjoys looking at all these great works by so many different artists and passing judgment. Anyways, I decided for season six, I'm going to release 64 mini episodes, one per day until we begin voting in the first round of head-to-head matchups the week of February 27th. If you look in the show notes, you can find links to the brackets, a form where you can make your prediction on which of those 64 artists you think will win. And I also am including a form where you can shout out a favorite teacher. As a teacher myself, I know it has been a hard time to be in a classroom the last couple of years, but the education community has been so great to me and this podcast. I decided to pay it forward, and so... I will send a $50 Amazon gift card to the teacher who gets the most shoutouts on this form. Again, you can find all that linked in the show notes for this episode. I feel like who art ed? Who art ed? Mr. Wood art ed me. Either way, it's ambiguous. It works on so many levels. I know. That's off to great start. Welcome to Who Arted, where we explore visual arts in an audio medium. I'm your host, Kyle Wood. The Sunstone is probably the first bit of Aztec art I became familiar with even before I studied art. It has been widely represented in various forms of culture, from the relatively recent Mexican folk art tradition of Amade paintings to the pop culture of Legends the Hidden Temple, which I must say was one of my favorite Nickelodeon game shows in the 1990s. On its face, we see a beautiful image full of symbols laid out in radial symmetry that is just so visually satisfying. But as we look a little closer and get to know the symbols, this stone image is a lot deeper and heavier than I realized. The sunstone is also sometimes referred to as the calendar stone, but it wasn't intended to function in the way we use calendars today. The image is a representation of Aztec mythology describing five consecutive worlds of the sun all carved into an elaborate radial stone glyph. While the calendar stone was not used to mark the passing of days and months, it does have a date represented at the top. 13 reed represents the start of the fifth and final sun, as well as the year that Itzcoatl began his rule, thus legitimizing his rule, with a link between the divine and man in the year 1427 CE. When the sunstone was discovered, it was flipped upside down. It's believed that the Aztecs may have flipped it upside down in order to prevent the final cataclysm, the fall of the fifth sun. 
Flipping the stone would have been no easy feat, considering it's about three and a half meters wide, or roughly 10 feet, almost a meter thick, and it weighs in at 25 tons. Oh, I suppose people will do whatever they can to fend off the end of the world. Now, putting this into a historical context, remember that this stone was created in the 15th century, and the late 15th century was when Columbus and other European explorers began to make contact with the Americas. Around 100 years after the stone was created, the Spanish conquistadors did effectively end the Aztec civilization, so their apocalyptic notion of the fifth sun being the final really wasn't so far off. While the sun didn't fall to the earth, it was the end of their era. The figure at the center of the sunstone may be the sun god Tonatiuh, the day sun, Yohula Tonatiuh, the night sun, or the primordial earth monster Taltacutli. If it is Taltacutli, the earth monster, it would be representing the destruction of the earth after the fifth and final sun falls. The tongue resembles a sacrificial knife, and the positioning of that tongue sticking out is said to represent the god's bloodthirsty desire. Scholars believe that when the sunstone was installed, it was laid face up, flat on the ground, and would have likely been anointed with blood sacrifices. Four points around the central figure represent the four previous suns. Jaguar, wind, rain, and water going clockwise from the top right. Aztec mythology describes four eras in which suns replaced each other as the gods Quetzalcoatl and Tezcatlipoca fought for control of the cosmos. To the left and right of the central face, there's a jaguar clutching a heart. This is meant to symbolize the earthly realm. The band around the sun contains symbols of the 20 Aztec days. That's where the calendar connection comes in. Surrounding that, we see another decorative band, and then another filled with symbols of jade and turquoise. Jade and turquoise were the colors of the heavens, but also symbols of the equinox and solstice. Equi meaning equal, the equinoxes are days of equal amounts of sunlight and darkness. The solstices are days of quite strong opposites. The summer solstice occurs on the day when the sun will illuminate the sky for longer than any other day of the year. The winter solstice, on the other hand, marks the day of the least amount of sunlight, making it the longest night in the year. It's interesting how the sunstone itself is loaded with all of these symbols, but the way that it was utilized also feels very sort of symbolic and metaphorical, as it was created at the start of the fifth and final sun. And as I said, Aztec mythology was about the final sun being the end of civilization, as the sun would come crashing down to the earth. And in a way, that prophecy was fulfilled as the sun's stone was flipped, putting the sun to the earth, as the Aztec civilization gave way to the Spanish conquistadors in the early 16th century. 
This concludes this week's episode of Who Arted, part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. If you found this tolerable, please leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast app. You can find images of the work being discussed this week and every week on social media at Who Arted Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And of course, on the website, whoartedpodcast.com. Podcast done.